Hi, I'm Angelica Bell. Welcome to the Royal Bank Business Show. Joining me today is the 2022 Apprentice winner, Harpreet Kaur, the founder of Oh So Young, previously known as Barney's World. Harpreet's no-nonsense leadership style and determination saw her impress Lord Sugar throughout the TV show. Today, she'll be discussing how her mindset differs when facing real-world challenges and what steps she takes to prepare, adapt and overcome whilst continuing to scale up. So let's jump into it. Thank you for having me. No problem. So before we find out about your history and your business, can we do a bit of a challenge? We'd like to kick off with a 60-second challenge where you tell us about you and your story. You ready? Okay, let's do it. Go, go, go. Hi, I'm Harpreet. I am this year's winner of BBC's The Apprentice. And I'm now Lord Sugar's business partner as he invested in my company, Oh So Yum. I co-founded that seven years ago with my sister and I left a career in retail banking for it. I now have three stores. I have launched an online business where I deliver desserts to people's doorsteps. I've just launched in Selfridges with Oh So Yum. And I have so much more planned and uh, I'm really excited for the growth of my company. So... It evolved then from Barney's World yes. to Oh So Yum. And, you know, how did that come about? And why did you decide to go on The Apprentice? So I went on to The Apprentice, um, one, because it's my favourite TV show ever. I don't watch much TV, um, but I've always loved the show. I love challenges. I love tasks. I used to be that geek at school that loved exams, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was my opportunity to test myself, I guess. And I think that's what The Apprentice was for me. When you're in business and you're self-employed, there's not really a measure or anyone that's going to give you a pat on the back. Not that I need that, but it's really difficult to measure your abilities because you're pretty much on your own. So The Apprentice was a personal challenge for me. And uh, luckily I won it. And um, also Yum evolved throughout the process of the show. So we were called Barney's before. Mm-hmm. I think it was a natural involvement. I think it was time to refresh and through the process of the show, I, I knew I needed to just give it a new spin. It was time to take it to another level. Um, as part of the show with the BBC, you do have to sort of rebrand on the show. But I really liked Oh So Yum and I wanted to continue that outside of the process. So obviously you were in business with your sister. Yes. And you go on the show on your own. How did the dynamic of that work out? I'm really close with my sister. And I think it was a little bit of a tricky decision because when you're business partners... And one person kind of wants to go off and, you know, enter this process. It is is a difficult decision, but I'm really blessed and really lucky that I have um, a business partner in my sister. But she is also that. She is my sister, which means she wants the best for me and for the business. So she knew it was a personal challenge for me, something that I wanted to do. She would never hold me back from that. She also believes in me and probably thought, you know, I think you can win this. But also at the end of the day, for me, it was about the investment. Let's get an investment for Barney's slash what it is now, oh so yum. That's only going to benefit our business. It's going to give us the exposure. It's going to put us on a platform. And um, why would you not want that? Where did you get your entrepreneurial spirit from? My entrepreneurial spirit, upon reflection over the past couple of years, I didn't know where it came from but it's definitely come from my dad. Um, He's always worked really hard. He came um, from India um, to marry my mom. (laughs) And uh, um, he used to run, um, he used to work two jobs back in Birmingham, which is where I grew up. And when he moved up north, so we're now in West Yorkshire, um, he bought a shop. And I saw him work relentlessly morning to night to make it a success and to secure a better future for us. And I think seeing that difference in how 
owning a business can really change your financial freedom um, ignited a little bit of a spark in me. So every single day after school, <laughs> we were forced to get into the shop, get home, change your uniform, grab a quick snack. And uh, my job was on the till, you know, cashing it all in. <laughs> and I actually used to look after the chocolate and sweet section. Um, my poor sister used to have to mop up on a night when the customers had gone. And um, at the time, I don't think I really appreciated what that was teaching me, which was basically putting some hard graft and have to think about lots of different elements when you're running a business, the customer side of it, stock control. I used to even help him with his VAT return back at the age of 14. So without knowing it, I was becoming exposed to all these elements of business um, through my dad. Uh, and I'm really grateful for that. So that experience and that example must have been your USP when it came to going onto the show and eventually yeah. winning it. So, you know, what was it about this business, Oh So Yum, that was an attractive investment for Lord Sugar, would you say? And what has he said to you? With Oh So Yum, it was already and is already a profit-making business. You know, the margins are great in food. And we thrived even during COVID because food is always going to be a necessity. We're always going to want to eat. Um, yes, desserts are a bit more of a luxury option. So sometimes you do see that dip when, when you know, it's a little bit tight or we're going through a cost of living crisis. You know, people have to make better choices, but food is never going to go. It's an indulgence that we all like to enjoy. So I think it's almost a safe business. And I think he felt that he could trust me and the business model that I've already proved to now supercharge it, I was potentially less of a risk. Well, saying that, Harpreet, what have been the most challenging parts of beginning Oh So Yum? So the past seven years has been intense, as any business owner would know. And for me, I think reflecting back on when I initially began my journey, I was in banking, I used to study hard and... I think business or owning a business can be very glamorized. You see business owners on social media, you know, posting with their fancy cars, saying they can, you know, work from anywhere in the world and they can make a passive income. And it sounds really cool. I own a business. And I think I'll be really honest. I was actually quite naive as to how much work, time, money it takes to not only set up a business, but to keep that going in the long term. It's very easy to set up a business. Let me, you know, knock up a website, you know, buy a product in, sell it online. I'll make a little bit of a margin on it. That's great in the short term. What about the long term when prices change? Your supplier doesn't exist anymore. You've now got to look elsewhere. Your tax bill comes through. Your VAT bill comes through. Your staff have phoned in sick your staff need maternity pay, whatever it is, running a business in the long term is very different to setting up and making some money. And scaling up has its own challenges. And I think that's what I was really naive to as to how much it physically, mentally and emotionally takes from you. Because when I first set up, I was, you know, a bank manager, I think I was 21, 22. I was the youngest, um, I think, in my region at the time to to, to run a, a branch. And I thought I could do anything. But as I got into the world of business, um, I realized that there were a lot of skills that I was lacking. 
a lot of knowledge that I was lacking. And you have to go out there and find it for yourself because nobody's going to hold your hand. Whether you get an investment later down the line or not, you have to do everything for yourself. There is no cushion. Well, I want to dive a little bit deeper into how you personally prepare in challenging times. What mindset do you take? It's a really good question. And I have really tried to invest in myself over the past couple of years and invest in my mindset. And I know it's made the world of difference. How have you done that then? I think it's a very conscious choice. We all see these quotes and things online, be positive, be open-minded, give things a go. You are strong. It's very easy to say those things, but you have to actually practice that. It's almost like training yourself to condition your mindset and condition your brain to think that way. And naturally as human beings, I don't think we um, always resort to the positive first. We often can think, oh, I can't do that. I'm not qualified enough to do that. Or what are they going to think of me? If you just flip that round and consciously decide, actually, I can do it. They're going to love me. I've done amazing. Naturally, you're choosing confidence. You're choosing to be fearless and you are choosing to physically and mentally present yourself in a situation or task where not only you believe that you can do this, you're making everybody else believe that you can as well. So naturally, over time, that's going to build and build and build and you will become confident, strong, successful. Um, And I do believe it is all in your mindset, but you have to make that conscious choice and it's really not easy. It's not a switch that you can flip overnight. And then I guess that will be the resilience to help you in the wake of a recession or an economic crisis when you've got a business and you need to keep it afloat. Absolutely. I mean, even at the best of times, regardless of a recession, owning and running a business is tough. You don't have a certain time that you have to turn up to work. You can make your own choices and decide how you're going to run it. So you really have to have a specific reason as to why you're getting up and making that decision to run and grow this empire. And often you can question yourself and think, why am I putting myself through this? You have to have a very good reason to do it. It's so much easier. Let me just get a job. I'm going to go collect my paycheck. And um, even at the best of times, you still have to make that decision to get up out of bed, present yourself in the best way possible. When you're running a business, you can often have a responsibility. I do to my sister, who's my business partner that I set up the business with, to now my investor, Lord Sugar, to my team that rely on me to lead the business for a livelihood and my customers that are expecting damn good desserts and a great service. So Business is already challenging enough and you already have to have a very fine-tuned mindset to wake up every single day and have that spark. So when a recession kicks in or you're dealing with the cost of living or supply shortages, I think if you already if you have already invested in yourself, you're going to find it a little bit easier than those that haven't actually practiced that strong mindset already. So yes, it hits you. And yes, business is tough, but it already is anyway. It already is challenging. You know, let's whack on some more pressure. Fine. But if you have got a resilience mindset, you're going to be able to deal with it. Well, we've got an idea of where you're coming from and your mindset and how you sort of arm yourself in your business. That's a great way to put it, arming yourself. So how do you ensure you retain customers then? Mm -hmm. 
whether it's in a recession or not, you know, we're looking at both and sort of comparing it. It's tricky, you know, because business is very competitive. I don't have a revolutionary invention and I'm the only one doing it. I didn't invent desserts. I have really great desserts, but there are competitors out there and that's only ever growing. As is with any business, there's always going to be competition. But rather than focusing on that, I use that to inspire me at times. And um, I really try and think of how can I continuously deliver a new experience to my customers? Because we are becoming much more demanding as a society and as, as customers. We want a new experience. We want a new flavor. We want the new cool thing on Instagram. You know, the world is different now and our demands are very, very different. We want something different and we want it now. Things have to be instant. So um, it can be really tricky. You know, I have been working really hard on some new products, some new flavors, um, always trying to create social media content, trying to create little challenges, get our customers involved. And I have to find a way to deliver my product or service in the way that customers now want it. So when I first set up my business, I had a store and I have three. And that's great. Traditionally, you go out to eat. But over the past few years, we have seen uh, food delivery absolutely skyrocket. Now, no one wants to leave their home. They want it on their doorstep and you want to enjoy it from the comfort of your home. And COVID has only accelerated that to the max. So I now have to find a way to package my products and get them to people's doorsteps in a way that is financially viable for my business, still allows me to deliver on that great customer service and the quality of the food, which really isn't easy in the food business. You've got ice cream, it's going to melt by the time you get it to that door. So I've really had to innovate on the types of products that I deliver on. Um, I've launched my online business, I have a website, so I can deliver desserts now to anyone in the UK. When I set up seven years ago, I would have thought that's absolutely crazy. So you really have to evolve as time goes on. And it can be tricky if you're not naturally of a creative mindset. Yeah, because other businesses out there, you know, they might have the urge to just kick into survival mode. Yeah. Which would you say is not necessarily the best way? I don't think it's a bad thing because often you have to go into survival mode depending on the times that you're in, okay? We are dealing, yes, with the cost of living. Um, Brexit has happened. The pandemic has happened. We're entering a recession. Things are really, really tight. So if, if people at home are finding things difficult, I assure you, businesses are really feeling it. And it's all well and great having these fancy long-term visions and these fancy plans but often, if you're entering a period where all those pennies really count, I don't think there's anything wrong with having to go into survival mode for a little while, you know, protect your costs, have a review of your business, see where you can save a little bit of money. But what you also have to do at the same time is think ahead and think, okay, where is the market going here? How am I going to survive in the long term? So yes, let me penny pinch for now. What's the next step? You know, think about where you can cut the cost of maybe some fancy agencies that you don't need. Negotiate with your suppliers. It's tricky, though, because often your suppliers have, have put their prices up and they can't bring them down. So I don't think there's anything wrong with going into survival mode for a short period. The problem is when people keep their head down and don't bring themselves back up and think, OK, it's now time to move on. We'll have the sign of the times now. You know, it's tough. Has it yeah. impacted your scaling strategy? 
I think every business has seen the impact and including mine. I have so many plans and I, I would say that I am a true entrepreneur in the sense of I have a million ideas a day and think I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And my long-term vision changes all the time in terms of how I'm going to expand and how I'm going to reach those heights of success that I would like to, you know, ask me seven years ago and I would have said, I want a, a shop on every single corner. I'm not sure that is how I'm going to really achieve that level of success that I would like to with Oh So Yum. There's different markets that I want to diversify into the corporate market, the gifting market. You know, I'm doing the online stuff that I never planned seven years ago. So has my version of scaling up changed and is it impacted with all these current times? Of course it is. I have to adapt all of the time. And I'm just like any other business owner out there. I am a small business trying to scale up and I still deal with all of the challenges that everybody else does. Well, Harpreet, for businesses looking to continue their growth, what three tips would you give to those owners to make these financial times a little bit easier? Three top tips from me. One would be to re-strategize, grab a notebook and assess your business. Uh, second tip would be to speak and network with like-minded individuals, um, even your competitors, anyone that will listen in a space like yours so that you can brainstorm. And three would be to control your mindset, look after your mindset and invest in yourself. Do you feel that you face the same challenges now as you did when you were self-employed to now that you have, you know, a secure investor? Mm -hmm. Is it same? Was it different? Is it more relaxed now? <laughs> relaxed. I don't know what that word is. Not with Lord Sugar, but. <laughs> um, I would say I'm, I'm finding it even more challenging. You oh, know? Really? I have got the same challenges as I did before as a, as a business. I'm now dealing with every single other challenge that a normal business does with the cost of living, with the recession that we're entering, all of the price increases. But I do have the extra pressure now. I have an investor involved. I have to make a return on that investment. The structure of the company has changed. I'm having to deal with media attention. I was just going to say, now that you're in the spotlight, I yeah. mean, there's more pressure for you to succeed and do well. well what are you going to do with this you know, investment? Yeah. I have to, you know. Since um, winning the show, which was in March this year, um, it's been around six, seven months. I have already opened uh, a new store with the investment. I've launched my e-commerce website. So I'm delivering those desserts to people's doorsteps. I've launched in Selfridges and I've got many other plans in the works. You'd think that's enough, but people still ask me every single day, what is next for Oh So Yum? What are you going to do next? You're giving lots of great advice there, but what's the one piece of advice that you have taken and, and held on to? The advice that I like to always consider is, People are always going to give you that opinion. You might want it. You might not want it. You know, people are always going to judge, put their spin on things on what you're doing. And in business, or if you're a risk taker, you are not always going to get people that understand or get it because we don't all have the same mindset. We don't have the same goals. We don't have the same personality traits. So for me, only try and take in advice and absorb it from someone that you are willing to trade places with, okay? You can listen to everyone else and you can take from it what you want. But often I find that with advice or opinions, I make a decision on what to do with it. 
I will either think, okay, great. I love that. I'm going to take that forward. Or thank you for that. That just absolutely confirms that that's not what I'm going to do. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Harpreet, thank you so much for coming. And also for bringing in some cookie cups, which I am going to enjoy with a cuppa after this. Yes, please do. You've been amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thanks to you for listening. Remember to hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss out on hearing our incredible guests still to come. And if today's episode has inspired you, head to our website to find out more insights and potential solutions that could help you take action today. Until next time.